into the mic this week. Chris Miles, Ted Jeffries here with you. And TJ, so much surrounding this Washington football team after uh, their second loss of the season. They're one and two, but they're still in first place in the NFC East. Uh, Ron Rivera is still talking like this team could make the postseason, but the biggest issue, and we'll get into what he said a little bit later, but the biggest issue with the Washington football team is their quarterback position. Uh, Dwayne Haskins is such a, a loaded situation when I look at him and how he played. Uh, J.P. Finley from NBC Sports Washington told me on Monday that Dwayne Haskins, that was the worst game he's played. Um, and he regressed in the sense that his, his rookie season, you kind of were like, oh, this is a rookie. And this is what's going to happen when he's thrown into the fire. He's not supposed to be playing. He's still supposed to be learning. But as a second-year player, it's worse because here's a guy that you're thinking, okay, we have our quarterback that we're trying to move forward with our first-round pick in his second year, and now he's looking like a rookie again. So before I give more on how I feel, TJ, how you <laughs> feel about uh, Dwayne Haskins right now as the, as the quarterback for the Washington football team? You know, it's, it's hard to deny that he had a terrible game this past Sunday against uh, a struggling Cleveland Browns team. But, you know, let's put things in perspective, Chris. Um, you know, there was no preseason this year. So Dwayne Haskins right now, I believe, is trying to work through what would typically be a, you know, preseason uh, time for him to work out the bugs and the kinks. Um, you know, uh, he's got the tools, according to a lot of reports, for him to be a good uh, quarterback in this league. Um, I just don't think he's had the time and consistency enough to be able to do that. Still working through a new coach um, and, and running through a new offense and so on and so forth. So I think we need to give this guy a little bit of uh, a little bit of time to kind of get through, you know, the next, at least the next game, because that would be four games in um, to be able to help figure some things out. The challenge is he is going up against a very tough team. Next week with Baltimore, um, his defense is going to be all over the field, um, and you know I think it's it's going to be tough for him to try to shake this pressure that people are putting on him um, because the expectations of him trying to you know manage this game and be a good quarterback and not if nothing else not turn the ball over. You know the good thing is the NFC East is horrible this year. Um, the Redskins defense seemingly. Uh, when you look at the first game, is a tale of two different games, tale of two different teams. When you know their first game out, they look like world beaters with their defense, 27 unanswered points in the second half uh, to get a win against a, the division foe uh, with the Eagles. Uh, they went up against a buzzsaw out in in Phoenix against the, you know with the Cardinals, who's in probably the toughest division in the NFL uh, and one of the better teams in that in the NFL period. Um, and then they couldn't stop the run against Cleveland. So you know, there, there is promise because our division is, is terrible. Dallas looks no good. New York is awful. Philly is, can't get out of its own way. So that's a great point that you make because Ron Rivera pointed to his Panthers team from, I believe, 2014. And he said, you know, our division was weak. We finished under 500. We made it to the playoffs, and we won a game. So he's looking at this defense. Uh, props to Montez Sweat, who had four QB pressures, uh, uh, two tackles, four loss, and a sack. He was phenomenal. 
uh, wishing the best for Chase Young, who had that groin injury. But looking at that D-line, I think we can all say, like, yes, the Washington football team defensive line is a good, if not elite group, okay? Um, And when he looks at the offense, okay, they seem to have something going. And Haskins threw for 224 yards. He's got multiple backs that can receive. He's got a tight end in Logan Thomas who's catching just four passes a game, but is a serviceable option. And Terry McLaurin is a star in this league. So when you look at the offense, you go, okay, if you get mediocre quarterback play in a terrible division, you can make the playoffs. And for Ron Rivera, that means job security. So I hear what he's saying. and He's looking at it like, okay, Ravens and Rams. These are two non-division games. So if they lose, it's water under the bridge. They're looking to win the NFC East. When they get to NFC East play, it's Kyle Allen if Dwayne Haskins doesn't play better. That's how I see it. That's what I got from what Ron Rivera was saying. And you pointed to something about the Browns defense that made me look at Haskins like, hmm, I don't know about this guy. The Browns had not had an interception this season. They had allowed 300 yards passing per game. So it's not like Haskins was facing a formidable defense. He was facing a Browns defense that has been awful and had the least amount of yards so far this season by any quarterback against them. And he was the reason they lost. I mean, those three interceptions were terrible. But then the fumble at the end in the fourth quarter, it was like every time that Washington got some momentum, it was Haskins that killed the momentum. Right. Poor decision-making. Uh, without a doubt, the young fellow uh, was staring down receivers, was not letting the ball go, get out his hands early. And, and Chris, I, 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 w- I would be remiss if I didn't mention, you know, I think the decision to let go of AP, Adrian Peterson, when you can take the ball out of Haskins' hands and have a, a serviceable back that can, you know, be a workhorse for you, get you some yards on the ground. That's what Cleveland has done with Baker Mayfield. They've got a great running attack. They run the ball more than they pass. They allow, you know, uh, Baker to get out and and get in some uh, play action fakes and move around where he's successful and get the ball out of his hands. And that's it. They're just they're just uh, sharing the load instead of having him pass so much. You know, I think if we would have had a back um, like AP and kept him, that's that's a veteran guy that can you know sh- shoulder some of the load of running the ball, you know, 20, 25 times, 30 times a game, that would help out. Well, I'm going to just say it like this. In defense of the Washington football team for once, they tried that with Darius Geis, and he turned out to be a criminal. <laughs> okay. Yeah, come on so now. Geis, they, Geis, is, Geis is not AP. Geis has always been hurt. Geis but you is, know what I mean? They, yeah. They, but they were thinking, as far as looking at Cleveland and Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb, um, I heard a Cleveland beat reporter say that Nick Chubb is, quote, the best running back that Cleveland's had since Jim Brown. And I was like, what? I mean, didn't Peyton Hillis have a great season? But I get what he's saying as far as what he could be in his career. The Washington football team doesn't have that. Uh, Adrian Peterson is 34 years old. And I look at it like, or maybe 35 now, they got the most they could out of him. And I think what, what I saw from Ron Rivera not saying that you're completely wrong. I'm saying with Ron Rivera having a plan, he's like, okay, I need receiving backs. And, you know, to an extent, they're getting young guys opportunities in Antonio Gibson and J.D. McKissick. So while I don't 100% disagree with you, I don't know if Adrian Peterson is still that guy that you want with a young quarterback just handing the ball off. Um, Leonard Fournette was available. 
So if you're if you're talking about going for a young guy with some potential, I think that would have been an option. But I think with the, the guys that they do have, um, I don't know if Adrian Peterson was the right choice now. That's that's kind of where I'm at with that. I I, I see your points, and those are solid points. Um, you know, if I if I'm not mistaken, though, Chris wasn't Adrian Peterson the leading rusher for the team last year, even at 34. Yeah. But you see, know, and so, that's kind of taking opportunities from other guys. Yeah. You, you see what I mean? So if you're looking, he's not a great receiving back. We all know that. I mean, mm-hmm. every, no one's perfect. So if, I, if I'm looking at the fact that Gibson and McKissick, I think they had nine catches. Mm-hmm. So if you're a young quarterback, including the one McKissick catch and run where he went for 26 yards, lined up as a receiver, you're not lining AP up as a receiver in that offense. So I, I just look at what they're doing with their running backs Again, they have their own plan, whether I agree or disagree. Yeah, I, you know, obviously he did uh, – AP did not fit in their scheme, but I could see where at this point in time where he could add some value um, to that to that organization, although he's not a receiving back. But, you know, Ron Rivera has forgotten more football than I will ever know, probably. <laughs> I'm not going to speak for you, but he definitely will – you know, does that for me. Um, I, I hope this team does, definitely turns it around, uh, but it's – it's got to start with better decision-making with their quarterback. Speaking of which, look, all right, let, let's really get into the situation with Dwayne Haskins because it's so complicated to me because I feel like the bar has been raised for the quarterback position in the NFL in general, but particularly for a black quarterback. You got Patrick Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, I mean, these guys are some of the most incredible quarterbacks we've ever seen in the game, the most dynamic. So I think, you know, and maybe it's fair or unfair to him, these are his counterparts. This is what he's being compared to. And he's not stacking up to that at all. I mean, like, it's just he's not in that class. So I guess what I'm saying, is that fair or unfair? I don't know. But when I see him taking selfies at the end of games (laughs) – they ain't, those other guys ain't doing that. Right. When I see him saying, oh, I'm not staring down receivers, yo, those other four guys, they're not doing that stuff, man. You you don't hear the, these issues with them as far as their mental capacity and growth. So I think for Haskins, if you don't have the same talent as those four guys that you're going to be compared to as, you know, this generation or the, the next generation or whatever you want to call them, then you got to be better with this other stuff. You can't be staring down receivers and then saying you're not doing it, and you can't be taking selfies at the end of the game when you're supposed to be taking a knee. Yeah. I, you know, I think it all speaks to maturity, which has always been a knock against Dwayne Haskins. Maturity, his maturity level does not meet his talent level right now, so he's got to grow up quick, fast, in a hurry. Uh, this will be a humbling season for him if he doesn't. It's already starting to lean that direction. Um, you know, so he – you know, for him to be compared to those same guys, if you look at the big picture, Chris, let's back out to the 30,000-foot 30, perspective and look at the, the team as a collective. You know, each of these, these quarterbacks that you mentioned that he's being compared to on way better teams. Let's face it, the Washington Redskins are not that great of a team. Washington yet. football team. Uh, I'm sorry, Washington football team. Thank you for the correction. Um, the Washington football team – it's not that great of a collective of group. They are building. They are doing something pretty special defensively. Offensive line, average, maybe. You know what I mean? 
um, so to keep him upright so he's not running for his life all the time. But and I don't want to take anything off of Haskins as the focal point of this conversation. He definitely has to, to put in more time in film study, definitely has to become more mature as a leader. They are talking positive things about his direction and leadership while he's on the sidelines. You know, we saw a little bit of that in the first game, supporting his defensive team, congratulating them on keeping them in the game. And then they were able to turn around and get 27 unanswered points in that in that game, again, against Philadelphia. So, um, you know, I think there are bright spots. He just has to grow up a lot quicker. And, yes, let's let's not hold him um, as a young young kid for making a, a bonehead mistake in his first, you know, his first season about taking a selfie. Um, as to, nah, say, he, as no, to say, as to say, he's not. That was last season, though, right, Chris? And then th- what I'm saying is that talking back to the fans on on Twitter all the time, and you know, retweeting the positive stuff that he's that said about him, but acting like the the negative things didn't happen. I think he's too much into the press clippings is what I'm saying. Like, here's what I mean. I don't want to be on here sounding like a, a Haskins basher because I'm mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. But I think play, being a starting quarterback in the NFL is the hardest position in all of sports, point Agreed. blank period, Agreed. because the bar is always so high. And for him, it's almost like he's not understanding that, I guess is what I'm saying, is that the criticism comes like, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, top five quarterback of all time in, in my eyes, they drafted a, a quarterback in the first round. Same thing happened when Brett Favre was in Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers was coming up. Do you see what I mean? Like, yeah. no matter how great you are, yeah. like, okay, are you not great right now? Then you're going to be replaced. And right. I think Haskins, it seems as if it's like, oh, I, I did this at Ohio State. Not that he's ever said this, but I did this at Ohio State. I'm a first-round draft pick. I'm supposed to be here. And that's not how it works in the NFL. Yeah, and I would agree. I would I would just play the press clip for what he was after he was drafted, you know, that he said, you know, the rest of the league is going to pay for the decision for, you know, for not picking him. You know, just play that sound bite and say, have you lived up to this statement? No, no, you know, because and, and no one – how about it's, this? It's clear that he hasn't, and it's clear that his maturity level has to, has to grow exponentially for him to live up to that in this league. Because this is a man's league, and he's a young boy right now, or young man, you know, playing in the man's league right now. Well, it's like when I look at the Washington football team offense, I go, okay, as a Giants fan, because that's what I am. Let's be honest about oh, it. Oh, you're really struggling then. You're, you are. Yeah, but you know what? Our guy tore his ACL and Odell went crazy, whatever. We have two Super Bowls. Leave that alone in the last, like, okay. Right? Let's, yeah, not, yeah, let's like, not dimension your man Jones might get replaced okay, before that's Haskins fine. does. But this is, okay, fine. We could do this silly game <laughs> that you guys like to do here in D.C. The point that I'm making is this. Outside of Terry McLaurin, there's no one on the Washington football team offense that – as a Giants fan, I'm like, oh, I want that guy. Mm-hmm. So I get what you're saying about Haskins needing more um, more players around him, more playmakers. But I also look at it as, well, if Haskins is going to make that statement, then that should be pointed at the, the, New, York, uh, the New York football team, <laughs> mm-hmm. the Giants, right? Like you're supposed to say, oh, you want to pick Daniel Jones? You want to pick Daniel Jones ahead of me? Even as a Giants fan, no one like none of us are thinking, oh, wish we had Dwayne Haskins. You know right. how like every time the Chicago Bears go, oh, Mitchell Trubisky, oh, don't you wish you drafted Patrick Mahomes? You don't hear Patrick Mahomes saying that. 
No. You see what I mean? And I, I think that's part of the issue up here with Haskins that I'm saying I have with him is that he's got to grow up past that. If you're going to make statements like that, then now you got to deliver. See, when you make statements like that, you have to deliver on that Lamar Jackson, Patrick yeah. Mahomes, Russell Wilson level. And if you're going to be out there almost like attacking the media for just reporting, that's kind of what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. So I, I, I see your point I, again. It, it, it's still, it, I still feel, and I think we're saying the same thing. His maturity level isn't where it needs to be. And to, to my point that I made earlier, if he's going to make a statement like that, he's got to step into it. Uh, whether he says it or not, I'm, I'm fine with the kid saying what he said. I didn't like it at the time, but you know, if you say you're, that's what you're going to do, you're going to make these other teams wish they had made another decision that chose quarterbacks before him then step into it and don't let the circumstances around you be, you know, and don't create other reasons why you're not living up to your own expectations. And what he has not said uh, to the best of what I've heard or seen that, you know, that he's taken accountability for not being where his own expectations are and what his plan is to, to be able to get there to get to where he needs to be. Uh, here's what I needed to hear from him. And this is what I'm saying. As a quarterback, I'm going to take you back to Chad Pennington, who was not the greatest quarterback in the world. But I remember going to his press conference uh, after he threw five interceptions. I was a 21-year-old a reporter. Like, oh, I get to ask the starting quarterback a question. Right. You know, but it, it was like the attitude reflects leadership. I go, hey, Chad, uh, you had five interceptions. And, and this is one of the first times I got to talk to a quarterback. So I remember this distinctly. Hey, you threw five interceptions. Uh, and this is in New York where it presses. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's hundreds of media members, and they were afraid to ask questions. Hey, Chad, you, you threw five interceptions. That's your most since you were in college. This team uh, lost by just seven points. Do you feel like you cost them the game? Now, yeah. what I'm saying is he looked at me and – I'm 21 years old. He's a starting quarterback for the Jets. He could have easily been like, dude, I had rotator cuff surgery. I'm back out here, you know? Right. And he said, you know, you're absolutely right. This loss is on me. I just my, – my decisions were poor, and I got to be better for this team. We have potential this year. Boring, blah, blah, blah. But he took it – he took the responsibility for it, and it seemed as if that group continued to follow him. And mm -hmm. what I'm saying for Dwayne Haskins is if you're going to go in there and the, the Washington football team won that game, right. period. They beat the Cleveland Browns, by the way. Mm -hmm. But Dwayne Haskins cost the team the game. So when you go in there and you're like, I wasn't staring down receivers. If I'm Montez Sweat, I'm like, what you mean, fam? Right, right. <laughs> I'm, out here, I'm out here killing it. What you mean? You, ain't, you killed us. Mm -hmm. You destroyed us as a unit. And I think once you start to have that dissension in the locker room for Ron Rivera, he has to keep that locker room together. He's got to say, okay, you got two games here. Right. I don't care if we win, lose, or draw, but you can't be the reason we lose. Yeah. And, you know, and, and that's where your swag has to step up. If you, again, if you're stepping out there and saying people need, you know, they're going to they're gonna pay for their decisions or I, I believe I'm this type of quarterback, well, you better step into it and show it. And, and, and win back the favor of your head coach, more importantly, your teammates, in order for this team to progress. So here's the question I pose to you, Chris. Understanding how Daniel Snyder feels about his pick and like he is much as he has done in recent times when he gets uh, caught up in, in a particular pick and maybe probably too involved like he did with RG3, you know, is 
Haskins is Haskins protected against the Vardville hook? No way, Coach no Rivera. Way. No, no. And I, I think what we saw in the, in the last press conference that that's clear. I think when we saw the signing of Kyle Allen, mm-hmm. that was clear. Because for those that don't know this particular fact, I mean, Kyle Allen was the backup in Carolina, but started uh, that his second year under Ron Rivera, had 3,000 yards, 17 touchdowns, 16 interceptions. Is he great? No. But is he serviceable? Yes. Does he know this offense? Absolutely. So if you're Ron Rivera and you're trying to prove that this team can win the NFC East, who are you rolling with? You got more confidence in Kyle Allen. And the team, if they're in a situation where the season seems lost six weeks in, you can breathe some life into it. You have a bye week. Um, I I think we need to keep an eye on this particular situation um, for that. And look, I'm going to say it as blunt as I can. When I look at the history of the NFL um, and I see Dwayne Haskins, I want him to be successful just because he's a black quarterback. Right. Plain and simply, I'm yeah. just going to say it that way. So it's not as if I'm rooting against him, but I also understand the responsibility yeah. and what it, what it seemingly takes to play the hardest position in all the pro sports. And, my man, you need to step up and make us proud. Yeah. You know, he's, you, you wonder if not for the injury uh, injuries at quarterback that uh, Washington has had here in recent, recent years – where we have Haskins, it would have been a luxury to have Haskins sit and, and learn under a veteran quarterback um, for a year had we not had the, the injuries that we had last year. So, you know, it, it, is, uh, it is unfortunate that he finds himself in a situation because I'm always an advocate that young guys coming into the league, especially as young as Haskins was with only, you know, a few starts in college before he, you know, he set the Ohio State record for touchdowns in, in yards in a season. And, though, and so. he was and he Come was on. and he was still very young. When it comes down to the difference between college, even though he played at a high level in college, to be on a team like the Washington football team with, you know, still trying to put together a, a real good caliber program, it would have been a benefit for him to sit for a year, like Patrick Mahomes had before he got his nod. And they knew then when they drafted him, they said, oh, this kid is special. But we're going to still hold out for a year or two before we introduce him to the world. And then when he comes in, he's a world beater, right? If you give Haskins a year, maybe a year or two to learn, mature a little bit, understand what it takes to be, at the, you know, be a, uh, uh, the face of a franchise, to be a leading quarterback – learn the game a little bit more, at least if, if he had this season before he was like, all right, next year is your year, then I okay. think he would be better off. He, well, he doesn't have that benefit. Exactly. I want to make sure that I'm clear. I'm not giving him any excuses. All I'm saying is that would have been better. That would have yeah. been a better scenario. And, and as you and I both are advocates for the, the longevity of black quarterbacks in this league because of the negative stereotypes that are – always thrown against them and you know the reason why they the league has said that these guys traditionally have not been the right choices to be faces of franchise and this season as you just pointed out most of the French you know best quarterbacks in the league right now are African-American quarterbacks yeah I would love to see him successful for that reason well I think we we We've said what we can say for now. I think the start for Dwayne Haskins, the next two games, he will start. I think if he doesn't step up, he will be benched. And then that probably means at the end of the season, he could be cut. So to start bench cut, 
could go very quickly for Dwayne Haskins if he doesn't step up and make better decisions. We're kind of hoping this is one bad game and that he's a good quarterback for years to come and that this conversation is silly in a year from now. Uh, he's Ted Jeffries. I'm Chris Miles. You have just stepped to the mic. Thank you.